0: I'm okay, down here. Um. <laughs> Thank you. you. Know. <laughs> right. Shoot. Oh. Right. Praise the Lord. Woo. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Come you Ed for a
1: sense of humor. That's right.
0: <laughs> My brother Frank
1: always said the show will humble
0: you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> You, usually, I've got it pretty good. Uh, usually, today you might it like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I kind of have my lips prepared. Sometimes you're like, okay, we're getting like an hour out of it. All right. <laughs> I'd like everybody else to try it. Oh, so we can feel yeah. the pain. Yeah, at, yeah. A, certain, at a certain point. <laughs> All
1: right, Mr. Barry. Cole's going to pray. You ready, Eddie? Yes, sir. You.
0: All right. Father God Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the opportunity and the chance to come together and worship you and praise you and thank you for your, all you've done for us and how you walk with us as we, as we walk through life and you, <clears throat> you just hold our hands and direct our paths and we thank you for the healing that we've seen in, in our lives here and we thank you for these babies and uh, and just for little Willow and for little James and uh, oh you are so good and and we thank you for every person here that we each one of us can uh, just have a real close relationship with you Lord Jesus and walk real close with you and and just uh, that our hearts would be just just real close and right with you before you in Christ's name we pray to you for all these things we look to you for for all your help and your goodness to us we look for, we thank you for meeting all of our needs and for uh, being uh, with us in hard times and good times, but to, to know that you are there with us in Christ's name, amen. Amen. amen.
1: amen. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Did that was. Does somebody sneeze? Sound like it. Ah, like somebody sneezed. Oh. All right. All right, so so last week we, we talked about walking in the Spirit out of Romans 8, verses 1 through 17. So, Tonight, we're going to talk about suffering and glory. So we've got to take a couple verses, you verses know, back. We've got to start in Romans 8, 15. Okay, so we're in Romans chapter 8, and starting in verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, that children is the Greek term technon, sounds very technical, it technically means, you know, well you're someone's kid, right, you're someone's child, it marks the relationship between uh, progeny and parent, and since the spirit is in us, it testifies that we are children of God, that spirit of adoption we cry, Abba, Father. And if children, you see that if? I've emphasized it a little bit. If children, then heirs. Are we children? Yes. 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 Legitimate. Yeah, we are children of God. So this conditional clause isn't you might be a child. It's, well, since we are. That's the use. Mm -hmm. That's the use of the if. Yep. It's
0: not if like maybe, it's if like programming.
1: Yeah, yeah. If then. If then. Yeah. If then. So, and, and even in the if then like programming, there is an if then clause in, 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 uh, in, in conditional covenants, right? If you, then I will. So there's that if then, but this if is not that. It's a since. It's sense. Yeah. It's a sense. If children of God, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him, in order that we may, might be glorified with Him. Now, I, I have heard taught, and I have taught, that the provided, or if so be that, is, look, you get to be glorified with Him if you suffer with Him. Like, you know, you got to suffer for Jesus. There's truth to that, but that's just the partial truth. Because guess what? You're suffering for Jesus. <laughs> question is whether you recognize it or not. And also the question is, how much courage are you going to maintain to press into the fellowship of His sufferings? But here's the truth. Once you're Christ's, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. So, I'm not going to pick on the Catholics, uh, except that I'm going to use them as an illustration. But there is a vein of this in Catholicism that demands physical suffering. I remember a testimony I heard from a woman who, um, I mean, she came, you know, she came out of Catholicism and and, and she uh, received understanding of what we typically call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but as a young Catholic girl, seven, eight, she'd been, she had her prayer language, you know, and, and, and had been speaking in tongues, you know, and was was born again the whole bit, not that... Speaking in tongues equals being born again. One facilitates the other, right? You get born again, then you get the kids. Uh, the you can't speak in tongues being without right. being born again. But because of the understanding of fellowshipping with the sufferings of Christ or needing to suffer with Christ, and and the, the understanding she got from her faith, she used to put a rock in her shoe when she walked to school so that she could suffer with Jesus okay now you know we're, we're all at least evangelicals <laughs> some of us were protestants <laughs> they're not exactly the same thing sometimes you can grow up evangelical and not know that you're a protestant <laughs> right i was an evangelical in a catholic country i was a protestant <laughs> i was informed that the reason why protesting I, yes yes <laughs> i was informed that 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 part of my function was to protest against the excesses of the Catholic Church. That was my function in the Catholic country. That was my function as a Protestant. Whereas my joke goes, um, I was a militant Protestant just shy of being Irish. Anyhow, um, but I'm fine. Oh, okay. Red
0: hair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hair, yeah. So, so this, um, y- you know, there are all kinds of excesses through the ages. Flagellation, where, where. Um, as as a penance, they would you know whip themselves. Um, there is an organization inside of the Catholic Church, the name of which now escapes me. Uh, it was um, Opus Dei. Opus Dei is a society within within the Catholic Church. Um, it was kind of sensationalized by uh, was it Dan Brown? The the um, he's the one that did the the. Uh, the Da Vinci Code and and all those novels, right? Um, but Opus Deo was a real organization and and penance and physical suffering are part of their ethos, right? You know. horsehair shirts that kind of a thing. Okay. Look, folks. We got babies in the room. They've suffered. <laughs> the parents suffer. <laughs> their parents <have> suffer. <laughs> hey, it's not something you got to look for.
0: See, suffering
1: Suffering's there. The question is, the why? And then, how are you going to deal with it? Because what God's promise isn't that you're not going to suffer, but He has a reward if you suffer correctly. Okay? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ... Provided we suffer with Him in order that we may be also glorified with Him. It sounds like I get to be an heir with Christ if I suffer. The reality is, I inherit with Christ. I do suffer. The glorification part, well, okay, that has degrees. It certainly does. And we know that from Jesus' own mouth. Well done, now, good and faithful servant. Get away from me, I never knew you. Okay? Those, those, are, those are sobering, sobering words. But we're children of God. We stand to inherit. Period. End of story. Detail of story. How much you inherit, well, that's a different story. Okay? Provided that we suffer with Him. So I, I wanted to, I, I just got re-educated on this. And, and so I just you know wanted to share what I got re-educated on. Provided, provided, the King James has it. If so be that, if so be that we suffer with him, we might also be glorified together with him. The NIV is if indeed we suffer with him. So the Greek is pair, um, It's a conjunction. And Bollinger defines it as this: if indeed, if so be assuming the supposition as true, whether justly or not. In other words, since we are suffering with Him...
0: Almost like the word therefore.
1: Therefore, and almost. Since, if it's true that, is how Thayer's defines it. If it's true that we suffer with Him, we're going to be glorified together with Him. Okay? So that if (coughs) means the same thing. That if is since. Yeah. That if is mm-hmm. since. Yeah. Since we are suffering with Him, we're going to be... In other words, yeah. your yeah. suffering. The suffering in your life is a testimony of the fact that your glory is coming. Did you hear me? The suffering in your life is a testimony that your glory is coming. Would you say that's like creation is groaning? Why? Or in Romans 8, that's exactly what we're saying, Jason. The creation's growing, and we've grown. Like it,
0: ...of a child's storytelling or writing, where they say, and then... Yeah. ...and then... ...and then... ...and then... then it's, 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 um, ...and they see that here, is it's almost more like a transition. It's like, first this, then this, then something else, rather the predication.
1: This. this is how the message has it. And we know that we're going to get what's coming to us—an unbelievable inheritance. <laughs>
0: <Isn't that good? laughs> I, what, I, I should read I, that.
1: I should if I read give, that different. I get what I deserve. <laughs> I'm in trouble, but
0: thank God I don't get what I deserve.
1: And we know we're going to get what's coming to us. I read it the first time like, and we know we're, we're, we're going to get what's coming to us, right? No, 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 no. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us—an unbelievable inheritance. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's kind of fun, uh, paradoxical, maybe even ironic, that we use the term unbelievable as an amplifier for what is wondrous. Because as believers, it's something that we're supposed to what? Believe. Believe. And what we're going to get in heaven is just unbelievable, except that I believed it. Right? Anyhow, I just think it's kind of a fun thing. is is, You know, um, we go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. So what what I what I want us to be aware of, sensitive to is the truth that we are going through the hard times with Christ. But as in all things in our walk, it's a matter of faith, it's a matter of focus. So, if, if we're aware of the power of His resurrection, how aware are we of the fellowship of His sufferings? And the reality of being a member in the body of Christ is that you might be feeling things and rebuking the devil, and it be the Holy Spirit talking to you. You know, a pain you're unfamiliar with, an emotion you're not comfortable with, and, and, and anxiety, I say anxiety because it communicates, but a almost anxiousness that... Okay, so it's it's prudent to reflect, to look at the mirror of the Word and do a self-examination. Examine yourselves if you be in the faith. That's prudent. But not every time that you hurt in your body is it your body. And not every time that you're grieving is it your grief? And not every time that you feel constrained, is it your constraint? Because we belong to the body of Christ. And have you ever tried to pick something up with your finger? <laughs> so I have a tool bag which I, I I think I should I should weigh. I think it might weigh somewhere around forty pounds. I'm not sure. I, I but, like it, 75, but it's you know. what's that? What's well, it
0: gets like seventy five? The, the weight. What
1: throws me off is the weight distribution. So my kettlebell is thirty pounds, um, and and this seems to weigh somewhere in that neighborhood, but the distributions different. So to to pick it up, what I do is I grab the the top straps with my left hand, and the shoulder strap with my right and it's facing the straps are facing out. And then I have to lift it and then I put it on. And it's how I put I put on backpacks all the way up here because to me it's very uncomfortable to do this maneuver to try to get a backpack on. I just assume put my arms up. So but you know there are times I have that up with my thumb. My left thumb. But I'm not holding. I'm holding a lot of that weight with my left thumb, but I'm not holding that whole thing with my left thumb because it's resting on my shoulders. It's leveraged across my whole arm. And even picking that thing up, I'm not really picking it up one-handed. I'm using my legs and my whole body to get that thing. What am I saying? Look, when you hit your finger, what hurts? Your finger. Your you do really? I mean, you know where the pain is, but is it just your finger hurting? I And quite frankly, it's not your finger that hurts. All pain is in your brain. All pain is in your brain. This is why narcotics work. They don't take care of the trauma. They, they disrupt the pain or signal in you your brain.
0: Missing limbs still feel what's called phantom pain. is yeah. because their brain still thinks that right. limb is there.
1: Because you know, that so tracks that. there, and and the brain still has mapped out an organ that's no longer there, but it's sending signals.
0: Well pain has its use because uh, if if you mask the pain, then you can do damage to the injured part because you don't feel Absolutely. you don't feel pain, and you're not slacking off. You're not or slacking off. Being Easier on it.
1: So. So, so pain is what we would call a negative sensation negative because we don't like it most normal people uh, <laughs> <Pain's a laughs> if, sensation if you do life. like pain we should talk and get some counseling Lord um, it is but negative doesn't make it bad as Ed said its a, it's it's useful it's actually a gift it's God's way of saying hey there's a problem there Let's, need, let's address it. So in feeling pain and in lifting weight, it is easier to bear it with the entire body than it is with a single member. Right? It's just easier. It's easier. And the, and the truth of it is that... Mm-hmm. Suffering and joy are distributed. We know we're going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with Him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with Him. The thing is, He goes through the hard times with us. He goes through the hard times with us. Provided we suffer with. this, This term for we suffer with is the Greek Sumpashko. To experience pain jointly or of the same kind. To sympathize. To sympathize. To experience pain jointly or at the same kind. It's like, you know, when you're on Instagram and the dude wipes out on the skateboard when he's trying to do the trick on the banister Ow. and <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and you and you watch that and you go, yeah. Did you feel the pain? Well, not really, but you felt the pain. <laughs> Cedric's like, yeah, I felt the pain. All <laughs> right, He sympathized with it. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Look at, this look
0: at
1: these babies. This term is only used twice Wonderful in Scripture. Babies. Wonderful babies. It shows up here in, uh, in Romans 8, and it shows up in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty six. And the only two places, the Holy Spirit has this word. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. If one member suffers, all suffer together. Sumpashko. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We cannot afford to live life unaware of the fact that we're members of a body. Being unaware of being a member of a body, um, I won't say is the root cause to all Christian woes, but it's, it's, it's high up there because it, it's all these things that may come as temptations in our mind and in our body. Um, uh, for instance, I'm the only one. No, you're not. <laughs> How come, uh, boy, I I wish I could do what brother or sister so-and-so does. I like that gift. Okay? But we are members in particular. Um, or, I don't like how they minister, they're a little edgy. Both eyes and nose and ears and feet and members in particular. How about blessing guilt? I don't know if you've ever lived through blessing <laughs> guilt, but um, I've usually encountered it uh, with saints who have gone on their first mission trip. Usually a short term mission trip and usually to an undeveloped country. And they come back blessing guilted.
0: They come back, I didn't
1: hear Blessing guilted. Blessing guilted. Like, I, you know, oh. I, 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 I just, I don't, I cannot. How is it that we have so much stuff?
0: They have so little, yeah.
1: And they have so little. Okay. There's a fair amount of that that's good. There's a fair amount of that that's displaced. God was fully capable of having you born in an undeveloped country.
0: I, but you know what? Some of these people that don't have that we feel so sorry for that don't have little are happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're quite often happy.
1: <laughs> right? We joke about first world problems, but how much stress, how much cortisol do we produce over a flat tire? Versus having to walk five miles for water that's not even good. Right? I'm, I'm stressed out. Yeah? Rebels shoot your camp up today? I don't think so. Okay. Compassion should rise in us when we face the needs of others. Whether the need is grief or uh, lack or sickness or trouble or whatever the case may be compassion should rise up not to the degree that makes us unthankful for what we have see the two can coexist um the devil loves to polarize you know polarize on good things anyhow i don't want to get off topic but i'm not off topic one member suffers we all suffer together um, Anthony's father just lost his part of his second leg. He just he just got amputated yesterday.
0: Thursday.
1: Thursday. Okay. How's he doing?
0: Good. He's
1: actually doing really good. He's, he's, he's doing good. You may you may or may not have realized that suffering. That's one drop of suffering, a substantial drop, but that drop is closer to our pond than say those who are being incarcerated for Christ in China or, or anywhere else. Right. right? Awareness, awareness, spiritual awareness will tune you in to the connection of suffering in your community. There you go. As a driver for intercession. As a call to pray, um, I think my first cognizant lesson of this was when um, when Jamie Ehlers went through cancer the first time, and even before all that landed. Every time I went into my prayer closet, which at that point was an actual closet, it was with the walk-in closet we had in the master bedroom, and I would go in there to pray, and and I, I just I I would weep and weep and weep. I don't even know why. I mean, I'm not a depressed person. <laughs> I'm not. And and I went through a and and then all this came, and then I became aware of the fact that. I had the blessing of holding the grief burden for that family as they got through that trial. But if I hadn't become aware of that, I would have like, you know, gone to counseling and, you know, do a whole bunch of searching. Let's do deliverance and I'm dealing with the spirit of depression. No, I had a burden of intercession.
0: Yet, you
1: know, this is where there's no law. This is where the need for a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God who groans within you is vital to your life and the life of the body so we can stand in the gap with each other so we can be aware of what Christ is doing. Because what Christ is doing, He's doing through His body.
0: Amen? This church has been through it a lot. (laughs) <laughs> A lot. A lot. Not only the suffering, but the blessing. But
1: the still. blessing. Yeah. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ. And individually members in it. You are the body. I am the body of Christ. And so, I just... Sharing reflections, right? So I, I mean, in, in my travels, and I, I went through a a, a, a section of uh, Indian River Road today that I, I just haven't traveled. If I've traveled before, I haven't traveled it in a long time, and and so you, you notice new things. And so one of the things that I notice um, in in poorer neighborhoods, in uh, in Norfolk, and parts of Virginia Beach, in Newport News. Are what I call storefront churches. So um, you know, converted 7-Elevens, uh, run-down strip malls, and and they go by names like you know, Temple of Praise or God's People Church or they're they you know, they're just little storefronts. And, and I gotta I gotta I gotta check myself on, on on that. I'm like, you know, how do you run church in that? Why are they doing that? What's it I mean, just real gross negative stuff that just starts kicking up in my brain from cruddy old man me. And and so today I'm 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 at the muffler shop and I'm looking across the street at one of these things, and I had to say to myself, that's the body of Christ. Why would you look askance at that? Yeah. There's a need there. That's the body of Christ. Why would I look you know, so I—that's self-reflection, reproof, right? Is hey, bless that someone's doing that work. The body's getting there together, and upon reflection, I—at least once, well, only once, I should say—preached in a church like that. <laughs> so, you know, these are communities of Christ coming together. You know, by the same token, if I go by the really nice, tricked out United Methodist Church, I shouldn't look askance at that either. Right? I should not curse unless, you know, God has said to curse, right? So the default setting is what? Blessing.
0: <laughs> <Right>?
1: Maybe love. <laughs> yeah, love. That's the default setting for a Christian. Romans eight eighteen for i consider the sufferings of this present time i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us
0: praise god thank you thank you lord now
1: this is so this is such a dramatic contrast it's it's the worst that you've ever gone through is is gonna be like without worthy of mention in view of what God is bringing to you, Amen. this unbelievable inheritance. Okay, Amen. now as an illustration, I talked about glory, and and we're talking about glory, suffering and glory. So we're we're gonna go to, um, wow, that was that was a quick and great. a lightning flash. Boom! Here's the thunder. Bring the thunder. That's <laughs>
0: No,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back up. oh no, I uh that was me, see. Oh. Pa-boom, pa-boom. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Presenter tricks. Yeah. Presenter yeah. tricks. Yeah. See if I do this
0: He'd do a magic if I do
1: this, you might be reading while I'm talking. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. That was perfect
0: time,
1: thank you. Yeah, that was that was bringing the thunder. Um get to the right place here. Alright, 1st Corinthians 15 and, and verse 35. But some will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grains. Now, when I've taught on this verse before, the illustration I've had is that is the size difference between like a five millimeter or a a five millimeter um, wheat seed and a hundred centimeter wheat stalk. And not only do they not look alike, they're just disproportionately alike. And everything that is in that stalk is in that seed, but the final glory of that stalk and the fruit and everything else far exceeds that seed. Mm. Far exceeds it. Right, exponentially exceeds it. Who you are going to be when you see Christ as He is, is 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 going to be exponentially greater than what you are now.
0: Good thing because I'm not much now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, by comparison, but comparison to what you were before Christ,
0: yeah, there's a pretty big, awesome. Yeah. Amen, the Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for for drawing me to you. Amen.
1: But God gives it a body as He has chosen, and to each kind the of seed his own body. That is, that is true in the hereafter, and it's certainly true in the here and now. The body that God granted, the seed that gave you birth, is the one He chose. It's what He chose. And um, Bill Gothard would teach on this uh, about it being the unchangeables. To just being thankful for the unchangeables. There, there are so many unchangeables in your life that are by God's design. Who your parents were, when you were born, the sex you were born, your 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 body shape, your um, uh, uh, you know the, the, the upper limit of your general uh, of your general mental ability. I, all these things. And and so to, to get frustrated about unchangeable things is, is not only a waste of energy, it I means a bondage, right? To be thankful for what God's... To each seed His own body. Well, I wish I were shorter. I wish I were taller. I wish I were bigger. I wish I were skinnier. I wish I were... What? To each it's really exciting. <laughs> really? There's a title that I, I, that the uh, Romans gives it about actually um, it's, it's Peter, but Faithful Creator. Faithful Creator. Yeah, there there are those who believe that God is an evil creator. Um, there are those who believe that if they believe in the Creator, uh, believe that He's an uncaring Creator. The deistic thought, you know, set it all in motion and then let it do its own thing. Right? Um, there are even, uh, Christians who think He's a tinkering Creator. These are the theistic evolutionists. Yeah, God did it, but He did it through evolution, you know? He just set things in motion and let, um, you know, natural selection and happenstance uh, figured all out. And then, you know, you know, Adam is just emblematic of general need of human beings not being perfect yet and needing a Savior. So uh, to all, me...
0: They're all deceived unless they get in the Word of God and see what God says. Okay? what God says. He's a faithful Creator. He's a faithful Creator. Okay? He, he, will so, he will never leave
1: us nor forsake us. God gives it a body as He has chosen. God gives it a body as He is. The the body Willow has, that's the body God chose for her. The bo- the body James has, that's the body God chose for him.
0: And they're having a ball over there,
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Looking at each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the body we shall have in the resurrection is the body that God chooses for us. For not all flesh is the same, but there's one kind of one kind for humans, another of animals, another for birds, another for fish. Verse 40 There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly body is one kind and the glory of the earthly another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for stars differ from star and glory. Now, it, it, um, there are great dramatic examples you can do with this if you ever teach this, the stars differ in glory. You go through different sizes of stars. Our, you know, the sun's pretty cool, but as stars go, it's not really a heavy hitter. a little diggy thing. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, and even in the night sky. you've But it's just you know.
0: right the way God made it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just right for us. Just, just right star differs from star in glory so now we're talking about in 1 corinthians 15 we're talking about variances of glory variances of glory star different from star and glory there's a glory to the sun there's a glory to the moon okay now see if i can find this in my esv if you've got a bible hold your finger in the page if you've got a smartphone or something well Can't help you. You can't put your finger inside the smartphone without breaking it. Okay. In Revelation
0: 21,
1: we have the new heaven and the new earth and heavenly Jerusalem coming down and being on earth. And in this description, In verse 22 it says, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. And by its light will all nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, And there will be no night there. Mm -hmm. Now, you all have been here before, so you're going to answer the trick question, right? Does does that say the sun and moon won't be there? No. 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 And there's no night because the light of the Lamb's always there. But the earth is still moving. The moon's still there. We have the tree of life that gives a different fruit every month. And it's season. You don't have you're a month without a moon. Seasoned, right? and, and I believe the sun and moon are the seal to the everlasting Davidic covenant under which Messiah came and we were saved. So the sun and moon are there. But the glory of the Lord outshines the glory of the moon and the glory of the sun. And it's like a full moon in, in, in bright sunlight day where it's just kind of washed out. It's not shining as bright. It's shining as bright. A full moon and You've seen full moon in daylight, right? Yes. And it's really pretty. But is it as dramatic as a full moon at night? No, oh, no. Why? Because, because of the there's no sun Because there's no sun outshining it. Because of the contrast. Right. But is it shining any less in space? No. Okay? That is a, that, that's a distinction between glory and glory. That, that the, the glory of God and the glory of the Lamb outshine the glory of the sun and moon. But in Romans, we're not talking about one glory outshining another. We're talking about a glory that outshines suffering. A glory that that burst forth day in your darkest night. Thank you, Lord. Just, so, the contrast is so much more
0: extreme.
1: So much more extreme. I would not want to be guilty of, by any means, tampering your enthusiasm to be well-pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> In other words, the fear of the Lord is a good thing. I do want to be found faithful. I do want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Right? I mean, you know, I, I, I not only want the inheritance that's mine by birth, I, I want my inheritance that's mine by faithfulness, OK? But that said, I do want to lay your fear. If you think you're not going to inherit, you will. You are. And and that inheritance will so far outshine any suffering you've had in this life that, you know, what we'll sing about is Jesus saved me. From what? 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 Okay. I believe you'll remember, but it's not going to be the main topic of conversation. The lambs will be the main topic of conversation. The ever-present stamp of His love on His hands, His sides, His feet. For I consider The sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. The glory that's going to be revealed in us. So this present suffering, how does this suffering, what kind of sufferings take place in this present time? Um, One primary suffering I call broken world suffering. Mm. Just plain simple old broken world suffering. Inside of that, you know, accidents, disasters, Famine, disease. Okay. I toyed with putting accidents in, um, in quotation marks, and that's because
0: most of them are preventable.
1: Yeah, accidents um, are, in some form or another, usually derivative of somebody's negligence in some part.
0: Right?
1: Um, So that if if you are going through a green light and the intersection was clear and you get T-boned by somebody who ran the red light, you experienced an accident. But the guy who crossed through, he didn't experience an accident. He had a crash that was preventable and was negligent. And it's possible that even though you experienced an accident and you had a green light to go and you had every right to be in that intersection, perhaps maybe you weren't as attentive as you could have been, and perhaps maybe you saw the person approaching that red light and thought they might stop. And I'm not blaming the victim, but some accidents we experience well,
0: the Lord was, we're not. The Lord was there for you, but you didn't listen. The Lord, the Lord's
1: there for you, but here. So, it, but it's just a broken world, and we have limited perspective, and 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 bad things happen. God knows bad things happen. He made a whole law for it. Look, you're hacking wood, and your axe handle flies off, and it kills somebody. Well, the family has a right to kill you for taking his life. But I tell you what, I'll put a city aside. You run there, live there the rest of your life, and you'll be okay. The high priest dies, and you come out, and nobody can take vengeance. Right? Tort law in the Old Testament, real fair, real straightforward. Okay, but the accidents are, you know, uh, I, I mean, we things do happen, and because it's such a complex world, again, when when the accident quote unquote happens, um. Self-examination is not a bad thing, but self-excoriation is overboard. I think, you know. Um, what do I mean by that? You know, like, okay, my broken leg. Well, if I hadn't, what could I have done different? Well, I was, and then you fill in the and feeling, you know anything that happens to you is like I was so fill in the blank careless, stupid, da 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 da. Whatever the case may be, and all these things that you can come up Can't with. Can't go back and change it. Can't go back and change it. I can learn from it, and then um, I can come away with a limited perspective takeaway, which is maybe that's the best I could have gotten to avoid a concussion or a cracked skull on a tipping floor. Yeah, matter of fact, I was,
0: <laughs> you know, and
1: and so in a in a in a very very complex world, and and so if you abide by a theology that that is. Um, a, a skewed, what I consider to be a skewed version of God's sovereignty, that makes all, 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 all matter and all sentient creatures pawns on a playing board that He moves around. Then, you know, everything's all part of His grand scheme, and it really just boils down to fate. It's just another way of embracing fate versus understanding. God having granted freedom of action to his creatures and being so gracious as to repair the collisions in a way that so fully redeems the collision that it just makes it unworthy of comparison. I will illustrate with my own life here shortly, I think. Sin suffering, here we go. Ah! So he got broken world suffering. You know, accidents, disasters, famine, disease. You know, when, when when things happen, look, I haven't experienced COVID as far as I know. Okay? In terms of actually having the disease. As far as I know, I've never had COVID. But I'll tell you what, COVID's affected my life. Has it affected your life? It's impacted me. Right? Broken world suffering. Sin suffering.
0: So how do we handle that? We handle it by turning to God and, and A- doing what He says.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sin suffering. Sinful passions that bring death. i got to back up. What do we do about it? So let's talk about famines real quick. You know, we have, we have pandemics that happen. People suffer. You have famines that happen. So a lot of what you read in the New Testament about the collection of offerings relates to a prophetic word about a famine coming. I us get this right. In Jerusalem, and then Paul going to the churches, the, the Greek churches, and saying, look, you're you're in essence the spiritual offspring of the Jerusalem church. You should support them materially. How does God handle it? These points of pain happen in the body of Christ, and the other part of the body is supposed to take care of it. Just like when you smash your finger, you do things to mitigate, right? <laughs> you know, you hold it, you do the dance, smash
0: your." and then you don't
1: feel your thumb. Right, right, smash your hand. And words fall (laughs) out of your mouth, you, where did it come from? And so then, so then, we, we bear that with one another, right? Sin-suffering, sinful passions that bring death, Romans 7.15, that, that's the same, that's the same word, um, uh, in the Greek, which I didn't put up there, but anyhow, the sinful passions. Uh, suffering for your own faults, no big deal if you suffer for your own faults. You know what? What is it if, if you if you're being beaten for something you did wrong and you and you take it? You know what? I'm, I'm supposed to commend you for that? <laughs> you, you know? No, I mean you know you earned that beating. So I, and, and this isn't a culture where you know people were beating. We're we're, we're getting beaten, right? Uh, we we used to do some corporal punishment in America. It's becoming less and less of a thing.
0: uh, You
1: know, uh, but but many of us, um, and and probably most of us, have have grown up with our fair share of corporal punishment. Yeah, you know. So like, if I'm in trouble and I got a whooping and I didn't cry in the whooping, that doesn't make me. I mean, that just sure. I mean, what are you crying about? As my mother said. I'll stop your crying, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> 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 she had other phrases I won't ah, repeat. So go. anyhow, so that's suffering for your own faults. And then suffering as a Christian. So suffering for your own faults or simple passions that bring death. So I you know, I, I think about my journey uh, through having gone through cancer. Now The cancer that manifested itself in my body, I by no means consider it to be the will of God. God's will is that I be in health. God's will is that I be whole. But I didn't. I knew unequivocally that the cancer that manifested itself in my body um, wasn't God's fault either. You know, it it, it wasn't. Let's see how. Yeah, I couldn't blame God for it. That's it. I couldn't blame God for that. you know As the doctor was, was talking me through the thing and, he, and he, he talked about the different types of behaviors that might lead to this kind of a thing, he hit upon uh, chewing tobacco and dip, you know? And I mean, I had a long I, I had a uh, I, well, it was long. it was long in terms of, of well, yeah, it was long, uh, with the nicotine thing. A little nicotine dance I did as a young man, right? And so he he gets to the, he gets to the dip. And, and he said, you ever, you ever dip or chew tobacco? And I said, yeah. He said, did, did you, you look me straight in the face? And he said, did you know there are 17 known carcinogens in chewing tobacco? And uh, and then being flipped as I was, I said, well, you know, I thought there were only 16.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Look, my behavior set up the circumstance that predisposed my body to manifest a cancerous tumor that could kill me. And the cure, in many ways, was worse than disease.
0: Well, not in the outcome, but
1: not in the outcome. And there was suffering. Amen. But I, I remember, at, it's like the eighth anniversary of, of, of being cancer-free, writing, you know, if you told me before I started treatment that eight years later, in, in many, if not most ways, I would be a stronger, healthier man eight years later than I was before having cancer, I would have said, you're crazy. And yet, I'm so much better for it, I don't think much about the suffering. You understand? And that's in the here and now. Imagine in God's glory. Amen. And and the reason why we have these promises is because life's hard. It's tough. No one gets out alive unless Christ comes back.
0: That's going to be soon.
1: Understand? We're in a race to the death. <laughs> is that dramatic enough for you? Uh, you know, why is it so tough? Because it is.
0: It's a way it is.
1: It's a tough place. My goodness. Wait, I, I fear that we spend, I don't want to say over much time, but we encourage people so much to expect a good time that we don't prepare them to endure through the reality of a hard life. Take it easy. Have a good time. To the pain. To the pain. Yeah. You know, and and I mean we are brought into this place through the travail of birth. We're born in pain and suffering that results in so much euphoria that women do it again.
0: <laughs>
1: Forgetfulness. I mean, how you sign up for that trip again? Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, look at the oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call, You're, talking, you're yeah. talking to the choir over here. <laughs> I call it your forgetting hormones kick in.
1: Alright. Bless you. So, broken world suffering, sin suffering, suffering for your own faults, and then suffering as a Christian. I mean, three major branches of suffering, right? So, you pretty well covered. Right? You know. You you woke up on planet Earth? Suffering. <laughs> <laughs> you sinned today? Suffering. <laughs> oh. Oh. You express Christ as your Savior? Yep. You get you just won the supernatural tie-in to extra wide body of Christ suffering. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? It should be. Because because the Spirit of God abides in us and we are members of the body of Christ, we have the supernatural ability to suffer with, to sympathize, to feel the pain and intercede, to release the host of heaven, ministering angels to mitigate against the influence of a demonic broken planet. That's exciting. Amen. Isn't that exciting?
0: Amen.
1: <laughs> That's exciting. First Peter 2, verse 19. For this is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin or are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, and, and, and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. You know, it's, it's like the it's it's like the, uh, the 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 idiom. You know, no good deed shall go unpunished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? The beatings will continue till morale improves. Um, if if you <laughs> if. When you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. God looks at you and goes, "Wow, they're gracious." There's my kid. There's my kid. Why? They're after like me. For to for to this you have been called. What you're calling? I I just just, I just want, you know, since we're talking about suffering and glory. Well, I I, I feel I have a calling to, uh, you know, help young people. It's great. I've been called to preach. That's fantastic. I've been called to be in the marketplace and help fund missionaries. That's beautiful. These are all great callings. Um, what's your calling? I've, well, I've been... can't really talk about it. Well, why? Well, I mean, it's my calling. I, it's kind of... You know, private. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you must know. I, I've been called to suffering. What does that mean? I just got to endure it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, you seen the business cards from ministers, right? Pastor so and so, Apostle so and so, Prophet so and so. Ah, sufferer. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no. I don't think they put it on a business card, but if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in His steps. Just follow that conclusion out. Because when you do good, and And almost by definition, doing good means doing good to others. Good works involves others. You know? Good discipline is reading your Bible. Good work is to feed the poor. You understand the difference? You know? Now, if you're reading your Bible and someone starts beating you, I get it, okay? But anyhow, there are times where you help people and there's no thanks coming. Trust me. Christ suffered for you, leading you an example. He went as a lamb to slaughter. He wasn't complaining. He wasn't crying. Whatever crying out He did from the cross, He did to testify of the prophecies that were upon Him so that people would recognize what was going on.
0: Can you walk away from that? (laughs) Oh, walk away from the I thought
1: he was like walk away from the cross. No, Eddie, you cannot walk away from the cross. <laughs> for this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. First Peter 4, verse 14. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because the spirit of glory and God rests on you. Look at the economy of God. That when you get insulted because of your stance in Christ. You are insulted for Christ. The Holy Spirit pours glory on you. The Spirit of God is there making you shine. Acts 7. So at the end of his uh, testimony, 7 verse fifty-four, it's Stephen. And now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at Him. But He, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And He said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at Him. And they cast Him out, right? Well, as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Where did it go? I'm missing the verse where it says his face shone like an angel. Where is that? Either way, he saw the glory, which is good. It's Acts 6. Oh, it's before the Holy Man. There we go. Thank you. And all that sat in council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. So it's before he even started speaking. He've always, he's already been arrested. So here he is. He's, he's shining in the glory of God. and he sees the glory of God. So this is the special grace and disposition of God. You're never alone when you're suffering. You're never unrewarded when you suffer. And you will be well compensated for any um, trouble. <laughs> on account of His name. Yes. Yeah, on account of His name. That's the context of it, absolutely. It. On account of His name. That's the context of this. If anyone <laughs> suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Verse 17, For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely, is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will. So, understand the type of suffering we're talking about. We're talking about the suffering as a Christian. Okay? And trust their souls to a faithful Creator while doing good. He's a faithful Creator. He's a faithful Creator. The language of resurrection is the language of creation. To each seed his own body. And star differs from star in glory. So when we're suffering, as we do good, we trust our souls to a faithful Creator. Amen? I just think that's such a good word. Verse 18 in Romans 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed in us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. So, children of God is the technon, sons of God is the huios, and in this, and in this um, section, they're used as synonyms. In other words, we're not contrasting children with with older. Kids like you know James D'Amico is Anthony D'Amico's child, but he's also his son. It has it's all relational. It has nothing to do with maturity. Okay, what's being expressed here is this relationship, this kinship, this being a, a son of God, a child of God. For I consider that the stuff is not worthy to compare the glory the Lord. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope. Right? There's just so much in that verse. But this is that broken world suffering we're talking about. The creation that now is subject to entropy. It's subject to corruption. And so, we, you know, we, we see the, the manifestation of exploding stars. Well, I don't think in the new heavens and new earth We're going to have that issue. Unless God wants to have a fireworks show. I don't know. You know? Anyhow. The creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Remember the two, the three, and the five talents? The two cities, the three cities, and the five cities? Remember New Jerusalem that I read to you that the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it? Who are those kings who are coming in to New Jerusalem with glory? Who are these people in the new heavens and the new earth who are an authority on earth?
0: Children
1: of God. Those are the redeemed. Those are the redeemed, and those glories differ in glory, which is a whole other lesson. But the big lesson here is the glory of your resurrection, my resurrection, our renewal, will so far outweigh any suffering you did for Christ. And any suffering you would have had to face for your sinful self had you not had Christ. Mm. That suffering is unmitigated.
0: That
1: suffering is, well, I don't want to say unbelievable, but yeah. For we know, verse 22, that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Teutonic plates smashing against each other, volcanoes erupting, mountains rising, valleys forming, Uh, A trope in science fiction is terraforming. (laughs) It's a dream of futurists. You know, you go to a quote-unquote habitable planet, and then you you begin to actually form it, you know. The best we get is landscape architects now, um, development, but terraforming. When Christ comes back to earth and his feet hit the Mount of Olives, I believe it splits in half. And mountains that are high go low, and low places go high. Terraforming happens under the auspices of the Son of God. King of kings, Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. He controls the planet. He controls the weather. (laughs) He reforms the geography. You work out the mileage of the inheritance of the children of Israel and New Jerusalem, and you'll understand that it's not what we call today the Middle East in its current form and shape rivers change course, seas get healed, it's a marvelous thing, lions start eating grass, children play with vipers and it's okay, for we know the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. A temporary mitigation of that groaning is, is in the category of what we call natural miracles. Peace, be still. Elijah or Elisha, I always get confused, you know, that there's the water's not good, we throw a branch in the water, and, then, and maybe that was Moses, throw a branch in the water and it becomes fresh. Uh, fields that are fallow become bloom. These are, these are in the category when we as sons of God put in dominion by God under Christ in the direction of the Holy Spirit express His will of hope on the planet. Parts of creation are healed like when you lay hands on the sick and parts of the person are recovered. You understand? Makes sense? The correlation makes sense? This is the category where storms are stilled. Okay? Verse 23 And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. And uh, um, this is like a real pale analogy, but it's the best I can come up with right at the moment. You know, you've lived in a foster home. Um, all your life, maybe you're 6, maybe you're 5, maybe you're 12, maybe you're 13, and you finally get the word that you have been adopted. There's a time period you live in that orphanage. There's a time period where you live in that foster home where you're not in the family home yet, but your, your, um, your status as an orphan has been resolved. You are now different than the other children there because now you have parents. And and if you've ever talked to adopted children or orphans, um, this resolution of not being rejected, of actually being accepted, is huge psychologically. It's just huge. And and this this dynamic of you know the pain of oh, I didn't get adopted today to the joy of I have a family. And then there's that. But the real final of that isn't until they get picked up and they get to go home, right? And and so, if, if you don't feel a certain degree of angst in your person about your current state of being, you're not paying attention. But I think most people do. <laughs> I think most people... Um, uh, deal with a little bit of, of, of you know, uh, um, mm, I'm getting older or wow, I can't really, um, A, uh, just wish I wasn't this way anymore, uh, be nice if, I'm not the only one, right? You know, that, well, yeah! <laughs> it's, we classify that as a negative emotion But it's part of your faith. It's part of your hope, really. And and I think that we are too prone to making life in God uh, one-dimensional as if sweetness has no bitter in it, as if peace has no longing in it, as if joy can't coexist with sorrow.
0: If you didn't have one you wouldn't know the other
1: yeah you know it's it, it is di- it is dimensional in that way and so our entire being is looking for this transformation you know we're, we're just a lowly caterpillar pressing against the chrysalis <laughs> you know just think about that transformation of larva to bug <laughs> You know, um, it, it's it's a marvelous illustration of what God has given us. You know, I'm, I mean that, that comes straight out of "I'm not a man, I'm a worm," and the worm's the kind that attaches itself and when it transforms. It leaves a blood spot anyway. That what you are going to be is going to be the full expression of what God desired you to always be, and it will so far outshine any risk you take in His name under His direction in this day and age, up to and including your own life, that it won't be worthy of comparison. Your salvation cost Him everything. Following Jesus will cost you everything.
0: You gain everything. Do
1: you gain everything? Not only the creation, we ourselves who have the first fruit of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we await eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. The day is coming,
0: folks. Amen. 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 Amen.